welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it! Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Punch It. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as always, is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt, what are we talking about today? We are talking about one of our favorite things on this show, and that is Gilmore Girls. Yes, I binged through another season. And by binge, I mean binged. <laughs> and we are talking about season five today. This is This is crazy, because this has been a big chunk of what we do here on... Uh, punch it like we're coming up on our uh one year anniversary for punch it or like our, we're coming up on 52 episodes and it's it's really fascinating because five episodes on one thing might not seem like that much when you have 45 or when you have 40 other episodes but really when you break it down like this and star trek are basically the two main things that we've been talking about the most on punch it <laughs> It's true. We've dabbled into other things, but Star Trek is always our wheelhouse. When all else fails, you know we'll talk Star Trek. We can do that in our sleep. But then you've gotten me into this thing of watching Gilmore Girls. And, you know, at first I was ambivalent about the show that I've sort of gotten into it. And this fifth season was interesting because I started out really strong watching a few episodes, took a little bit of a break, and then well, last week we decided, what are we going to do? And I said, I'm midway through Gilmore Girls. If I binge through the rest, I could make it happen. So guess what I did? I binged this season hardcore, and I've got some thoughts on that. So I'm ready to discuss this season with you, Tristan, because I cannot wait to know how you think of this season in comparison to how I think about this season. When we were talking last week, when we finished last week's episode, we which was on Star Trek Nemesis, which everyone should check out by going to the nerdparty.com slash punch it. That's both parts. Where you can, yes, check out both parts. That's where you can check out all of our other episodes, as well as all the other shows on the network. We got uh, Star Trek shows, Star Wars shows. We got uh, Missing Frames. We got Nerd Nuptial. We got so many cool things coming at you. So please go to the nerdparty.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party. We got a lot of conversation going on there. A lot of people like to talk. A lot of people like to shower us with praise as well as fury when they disagree with something that we talk about. <laughs> it's the internet. It's the internet. Surprise, surprise. You can also find us on Twitter at join nerd party. So, yeah, when you told me last week that you're like, oh, I don't know if we can do Gilmore Girls Season 5. I, I, I'm i not that far in the season yet. I'm like, all right, well, just let me know. And then, boom, you said, hey, I'm done. And I was like, how on earth did you watch that many episodes so quickly? <laughs> well, I had it on pretty much at any free moment. Let's put it that way. Hey, that's how you do it. That is how you binge. Binge I did. I think I even OD'd a little bit. <laughs> well, Gilmore Girls is one of those shows that was ahead of its time where it is perfect for binging like it aired like normal tv where you got it once a week but this show really lends itself to just seeing one episode after the other like for a night if you can <laughs> and there were a couple of nights where that really did happen patrick was working some long nights patrick is my husband by the way and i just thought well i might as well take down as many of these as i possibly can and hope that i do reach the end Lo and behold, I, I did. But you know what? It's, it's interesting that you've said what you said about this show being so binge-worthy. 
this season, I did not feel like it was a, a good binge. Like I probably binged this harder than any other season that I have. And I kind of feel like that was a mistake. Tell me why. The reason why is because there were parts, especially midway through the season, where I felt like it was getting a little predictable. And dare I say, I was getting a little bit bored. Now, if I were watching this throughout the course of a regular season, one a week, the months go by, I don't think that would be the case. But watching one after the other after the other, it's starting to feel a little repetitive. Some of these patterns. Before we get into um, the repetitive nature of the season, can you give me your overall impression of season five? Actually, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to, real quick, I am going to give a little overview of season five for the people at home. Ooh, do it. Story time. Lorelai and Rory face major life changes in this unforgettable fifth season. Lorelai is happy owning and operating an inn with best friend Suki, but quickly learns the demands of being the boss. A bigger surprise is that her longtime friendship with Luke has become a romance. Lorelai and Luke try to hide their relationship, but the town soon knows they are dating. The reappearance of Rory's father, Christopher, adds to the drama. Rory's romantic life is also complicated. At the forefront is her relationship with Dean, who's now married. In her second year at Yale, Rory is more involved in the college newspaper and meets Logan, who comes from the same old money world as her grandparents. Rory could be on the path of her dreams, or is she? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So there you go, season five. So we get the introduction of Logan. We get a, a continued uh, romance of the affair with Dean. Luke and Lorelai continue their relationship, then don't continue their relationship, then continue their relationship. And <laughs> Christopher's added into the mix for drama like he always is every of single course. season. Of course, yes. Oh, my God. We see Richard and Emily separate, and he moves into the pool house, but then they see them get together and renew their wedding vows. So a lot happens in season five, but what, in your opinion, made it repetitive? I think this show suffers from falling into some of the same patterns overall through the course of a season. And I've mentioned this in previous recaps where it starts out fairly strong because it's resolving some of the drama from the massive cliffhanger of the previous season. Then things kind of settle down and lull a little bit. Things are a little more easygoing. Things just kind of slowly chug along for a little while midway. And then toward the end, you're building up toward another massive shakeup at the very end of the season. And in this season in particular, I felt like, especially with the relationships with, oh, who's breaking up, who is getting back together, blah, 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 it almost feels like a soap opera. Now, that's not to say, like, relationships are important to Gilmore Girls. So it's it kind of feels weird and sacrilegious to say that. And yet the thought occurred to me while I was watching it, especially when Luke and Lorelai broke up, I just thought, oh, of course they are for the sake of drama. But you know yeah. they're going to get back together. Certain things just felt very predictable, and other things that I thought were predictable were actually a little bit of a surprise. The fact that Richard and Emily renewed their vows was one of those. But the whole thing of Rory and Dean breaking up, yep, saw that coming. The new guy coming into the mix, Logan, oh my god, here we go again. Kind of going for a little bit of the playboy, bad boy type, and okay, Rory. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. Logan. Logan. Right? Let's like there's you know Rory is very much I don't want to say defined by her men 
but Rory is very much when you talk about Rory, you have to talk about the men in her life. Just like when you talk about Lori, Lorelai, you have to talk about the men in her life because that's very much a focus of the show. So we talked about Dean, then we talked about Jess, and now there is, well, like, we're, we're not even going to talk about Marty because who cares? So <laughs> yeah, He does not matter. Sorry. He does not matter in the least. So now mm-hmm. Logan, a lot of people love Logan. A lot of people hate Logan, just like Dean and Jess. So what oh, did boy. you think of Logan? Okay, I am not on Team Logan. I don't like him. (laughs) And Tristan, I get the thumbs up from Tristan. Very good. Yes, he strikes me as, I mean, he comes off as a complete jackass to start off. Oh but my then, gosh, it, 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 that's not just coming off as a jackass. He is a complete jackass. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's be totally honest. It's not just a mentality. It's a way of life. And mm-hmm. uh, even when, you know, the, the writing tries to make you sympathize with him a little bit, like, oh, he's trying to do right by Rory, and he's trying to be the man and trying to stand up and be a good guy, but... I always, in the back of my mind, am questioning, is he doing it because he really cares about her, or is it because he knows that's the right thing to say, which Mm. is a very different thing, and I don't know if we know the answer to that yet. I don't know. I don't like like him, and I don't like his family. I, I I don't like any of it at all. That's a, I really like that you said that. I think that's very well put. Like, is he saying the right thing or is he just saying the right thing because he knows it's the right thing to say? Yeah, I'm confused about this and I know you're not going to give anything away. I'm not. I'm, I'm very much not going to give anything away because even though this is about season five, I'm itching to talk about season six just because of the cliffhanger this season. Yeah, but right. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. that. We'll get yeah. to that. But I, I honestly, I can't stand Logan. And it's, <laughs> I don't normally say this because most of the time, if I don't like a character, I say, oh, you know, the actor's portrayal is fine. You know, you're not supposed to like him or I just didn't really dig on the character. But with this one, I don't like the character and I can't stand the actor. I oh, really? don't like his presentation. I don't like how he speaks. I don't like how he holds himself. I, and I just hate the whole thing. He's like, what are you going to do, Ace? Huh? Come on, Ace. What's going yeah. on, Rory? You're better than uh. this. Let's go. Let's ditch class, Ace. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It drives me insane. It drives me nuts. <laughs> and there are people out there who are hashtag Team Logan. And I want to stab those people with an ice pick. It, it just. <laughs> I'll come join you. He's part of that old world money. Or that old money world, I should say. And he basically, he's this bridge to the world that Lorelai tried to run away from for so long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, like Lorelai has spent her entire life trying to raise Rory in her own way, not in the way that Emily and Richard raise her. And no matter what she does, I feel like she's a little helpless in this area because, no, like, even though she ran away as a 16-year-old, her teenager is running back to that world because of a boy. Yes. Okay, let's talk about this for a little bit. I find it incredibly interesting that Rory does turn to some of the more, more of the customs and the way of life that her grandparents live as opposed to her mother. Mm -hmm. Why do you suppose that is? I mean, I know it's all a part of her, but I don't know. What is it about Rory that finds it... I don't know. Why is she drawn to possibly marrying into another rich old family? And we did we did see that fall apart, by the way, with uh, visiting Logan's parents, which I thought was interesting because uh, how often does somebody 
of her stature, you know, I'm a Gilmore, get rejected by somebody saying, oh, you're not good enough for me. Well, la-dee-da. I mean, even though Rory is, how do I put this? I go through ups and downs with Rory where she's humble, but then she's egotistical because she's smart, but she she realizes where she comes from. She realizes her roots. She's not fancy. She likes junk food and she can hang out with her grandparents and talk Proust, but she can also hang out with her mom and talk reality TV. She can do creme brulee as well as old cold pizza. But there are certain times when I feel like many, even though she's very smart and she works very hard, many things have been handed to her, whether you want to admit it or not. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve those things. I'm not saying she's not intelligent. I'm not saying she doesn't, that she didn't deserve Chilton. I'm not saying she didn't deserve Yale. But because of her background, because of the money, because of her breeding, she has better access to these things. No, it's absolutely true. And so it was interesting to see her get knocked down a peg. Even if she didn't flaunt that privilege, she existed in it and she excelled because of it. And then when she goes to someone even richer than Emily and Richard, and then somebody tells her to her face, you're not good enough, that's got to be eye-opening. A little bit, and then we kind of saw Rory's downfall after that. I love, at the end, spiraling out of control, just to jump ahead a little bit. For some reason, I love watching Rory fall apart. Is that a horrible (laughs) thing to say? (laughs) But it kind of is, I think in part because of the fact that This is the girl who should theoretically have everything going for her, right? She should have Mm -hmm. no problems navigating the world. She has access to money. She's going to an Ivy League school. She's She's incredibly wicked smart. She's pretty. She can have any guy that she wants. She can do anything that she wants. And she has every, every privilege in the world to access whatever she wants to do with her life. Most of us cannot say that. And so to see even her have difficulty and have problems and just feel like I don't even know who I am is kind of refreshing. It gives her some humanity. I think that's why. Okay, I get that. I get that where it gives her some humanity. Because I don't know. Here's another thing is I do have trouble relating to the old money rich people stuff because I had nowhere near lived in that world. I don't have any distant ancestors who lived in that world. I have no understanding, no concept myself of what it means to live in that world and that background. Like Gilmore Girls is my, (laughs) that's kind of my exposure to it, to be quite honest. And it just, I find it a kind of a turnoff, actually. I don't (laughs) like people like that. (laughs) Well, with me, as you've heard me say in previous reviews of Gilmore Girls seasons, is that one thing that I don't like about the show is how it treats money. Because it uses money very much as a plot device and as a dos ex machina. Right. Right at the very moment, whenever you need the money, pony it up. Yeah. Whenever whenever somebody is in a financial crisis, oh, someone out of the woodwork says, oh, I just got this money. Here you go. Or like, I have money. I'll give it to you for this reason. Or if they want to further the plot, all of a sudden they get a rich friend or you get a rich boyfriend or... You have a connection with a rich family, and it just, it's its very nebulous how it happens, but it just pops out of nowhere, and one thing that I don't like about Logan is that he's rich, and so 
it allows you, it allows the show to get lazier with its writing because in order to pop her into interesting situations, all they have to say is, oh, because of the almighty dollar. That's how she got there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's going to get even worse uh, as we go on. Oh, wow. Okay. I've That's always been kind of a concern with me is just how often do they go to that well? I do feel I've had kind of this hankering that, yes, it is going to get worse. So you telling me that is not a surprise. <laughs> I'm kind of mentally preparing myself. Yeah, I'm not really ruining anything. Yeah, mentally prepare yourself because I'm not really ruining anything because it's been since, it's been in the show since day one. Yeah, and yeah, it's true. It has. But is it going to get worse? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, after so many seasons, I guess it does get harder to think of new things. And I think even this season maybe suffered a little bit for that. Now, a lot of things happened in this season. A lot of cool things, a lot of crazy things, a lot of detrimental things. Now, one thing that I that we need to talk since we talked about Logan and Rory, let's talk about Luke and Lorelai. What did you think about their short-lived relationship, then their breakup, and then their relationship again? <laughs> Man, I was just waiting for that moment to come along. Like I knew things like weren't going to be just completely hunky-dory and happily ever after after they got together. You know there was going to be drama because this is Gilmore Girls, and so there's going to be tension. Of course there was going to be a breakup. I was just waiting for when and the reason why. Now, I will give the writers credit that the reason why is, is semi-decent in that Luke has to experience firsthand what it would be like to deal with this family on a regular basis, which, hey, I don't blame him. That would not be easy. But... He is not a complete stranger to this. He kind of knows what he was stepping into. But I guess there's a difference between thinking you can handle it and then actually having to handle it. Yeah. So I'm willing to give that the benefit of the doubt. And lo and behold, they get back together. That is also not much of a surprise. But okay. Um, I'm totally cool with that. And the great cliffhanger at the end, will you marry me? Ooh, I'm very curious. <laughs> uh, yes yeah, or no you, is 50-50 in my opinion did you expect to see that no but considering that Lorelai is in such dire straits in that particular moment for her to just sputter something out like that is incredibly Lorelai mm -hmm. so I really want to know now what is Luke's reaction going to be just with all of that and with everything that is going on right now she's a complete mess does she really mean it are we going to have like three episodes where they're going back and forth on do we get married or don't we? I guess we're going to find <laughs> out. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we'll absolutely find out, you know, at the beginning of, of season six. Now, one episode that I want to talk about yeah. is Wedding Bell Blues. Oh, yeah. The whole thing with Christopher. Well, I okay. I also want to talk about Emily and Richard interfering with other people's lives Christopher being one of those examples and the whole weird fallout that happens at the wedding. Oh, dear Lord. This is the 100th episode. Oh, is it? Of Gilmore Girls. And it was directed by Amy Sherman Palladino. Okay. And so this was, uh, this was a big deal. Like, this was a big episode. So not only thematically, but also 
because you know the 100th episode is always supposed to be a big deal for any show that reaches it that's when you can go into syndication just everybody you know celebrates that saying like oh you've made it this is a good solid amount of work even if you get canceled next season it's no big deal because you made 100 episodes right yes that big milestone for syndication as you pointed out let me read uh, the plot for this specific episode. Do Richard it. and Emily renew their vows with an elaborate ceremony and party in which Lorelai serves as maid of honor and Rory as best man. Rory becomes upset as Logan arrives with another woman, and when confronted, Logan tells her he has never been a, quote, one-woman man. Despite this, Rory decides to pursue Logan and is later caught by her parents and Luke in the midst of an intimate encounter with him. Christopher tries to get together with Lorelai, even though she has brought Luke to the reception. Luke walks out mad after Christopher tells him he is only temporarily with Lorelai and that he and Lorelai are destined to be together. Oh, Christopher. You know, oh, I'm getting a little tired of him just showing up at random moments <laughs> to cause drama. This is the episode where I'm just like, oh my God, go away. Let this be the last time we see Christopher. Right? Just make him go away. I thought he had gone away. I actually thought it was really gutsy of Rory to tell him, look, my mom has a good thing going on right now. Would you please stay away? I loved that moment. It was Rory speaking some really much needed truth. Even if it did hurt Christopher, I just thought, finally. Finally, finally. And then Emily has to go screw it all up. And then Christopher gets drunk off of his you-know-what and has to just truth serum everything. And um, just, wow. Oh. I want to talk about one of my favorite moments from the, from the episode. It's when Christopher and Luke are yelling at each other. Uh -huh. And Christopher says, it is none of your business what goes on with Rory. He says... And Luke says, it sure as hell is my business. And Christopher says, Roy is my daughter, okay? Mine. And then Luke brings this out. Oh, really? Well, where the hell were you when she had the chicken pox and would only eat mashed potatoes for a week? Or when she graduated high school and started college, huh? Where the hell were you when I was moving her mattress into her dorm and out of her dorm and back into her dorm? <laughs> and then Christopher yes. says, where, where I was is none of your concern, okay? Rory is my daughter and Lorelai's daughter and that's it. And Luke says, yeah, but I'm with Lorelai. <laughs> go Luke mic drop yes yes Christopher might be Rory's father but Luke is her dad Luke does the dad stuff he yes, is the he one does. who is there he is the one who is there helping and doing things and spending actual time he knows this kid inside and out Christopher maybe they have the bloodlines but he doesn't really know her he's not been around there's no way he can yeah, it's it's true. He ran away from that. So he only has himself to blame, in my opinion. You know, like, what What do they say? Like, most of being a dad is just showing up. <laughs> you know, I, th I think that a big part of that is true, I think. Yeah, Luke has done the hard work. Maybe in an unofficial capacity, but so what? He was the one who was there. So I give Luke a lot of credit and good for him for standing up for himself. Because we know how hard that is for Luke to speak up like that. And he did it. And, uh... We, we all know that the reason why Christopher is at the party is because Emily specifically invited him yeah. to show up and cause mischief. Okay, now in our last recap, you mentioned to me that there was going to be a couple of things that this family does that just will infuriate me. As if, like, if my family did this to me or other members of the family, it would just be like, whoa, blow up moment. We're not talking to each other. That is one of those moments, in my opinion. I think the exact words that I used 
to you where this season, season five, there's going to be a scorched earth moment where you go, wow, I get it. I'm never talking to this person ever again. If that person did it, did this to me, we would be over. And in that moment, that's the moment I'm talking about is when Lorelai goes up to Emily and they, they're trying to do the group photo. She just walks up to Emily, stands behind her and says, you and me, we're done. And then boom, that's Damn. the end of the episode. Fire. It was an amazing moment. <laughs> it was amazing and totally deserved because holy freaking cow. Emily, what are you thinking? I'm so confused because there's been times when she's not liked Christopher at all. There's been times when she's not liked Luke. There's been times when she's warmed up to Luke. Can she just not let her daughter live her life, though? I mean, she has to interfere with everything and does a horrible job of it most of the time, I hate to say. So, um, yeah, this was not good. This was not good at all. And I feel like this is just one of a couple of Scorch Earth moments in this season as, as a result of the Gilmores, specifically Emily, but also Richard. So uh, what would you say are some other ones? The very end where they, like Lorelai goes over there to talk about Rory and when Rory tells Lorelai that she's dropping out of Yale. Lorelai actually goes to her parents and says, I need your help on this. Let's get her this kid back on track. And then they kind of backstab her in the... They let Rory live in the pool house and they say, oh, she's going to get a job and she'll be fine. They do the very opposite of what they said they were going to do with Lorelai for Lorelai when she was with them. So, okay, wow, totally undermining her as a parent for one thing. But then also, and I'm not sure if this is going to be the case or not. I have a feeling Rory's going to go back to Yale, but... What if they are enabling Rory to fail? How are they? I mean, is that okay? Are they really going to feel good about that? And Lorelai, what what can she do at this point? Her daughter is a grown up woman now. She's making her own decisions, even if they're not good decisions. Maybe she has to make these mistakes on her own. It's also the power of money too, because yeah, Lorelai Lorelai is not paying for Yale. And right, it's true. And since Lorelai's not paying for Yale, Rory's over 18, she's not under her roof anymore, she's in the pool house. So with Rory technically being an adult, Lorelai has no power over her daughter anymore except for respect, which is kind of not there right now because if Rory no. truly respected Lorelai and what she's done for her over the past 18 years, then she would listen to her mother. But we're getting into the same old trap where the Lorelai of the family is running away, run away from the problems. And mm-hmm. it's sins of the father, but in this case, it's sins of the mother. And it's just <laughs> continually cycling. And I think it's very fascinating. It's hard for me because I come from a family that I absolutely love. I absolutely adore. I had a great childhood. I have fantastic parents. I have a great relationship with them. I talk to my sister every day. And it's, we don't have any real drama. Like, uh-huh. of course, we, we, we'd have fights and everything like that. We're a normal family, but never any drama like this. But the thing is, though, I am the result of a second marriage on both sides of my parents. Oh, interesting. But I'm aware of that kind of family drama in history and distantly. And sometimes that comes back to rear its ugly head. And so it's weird because even though I'm not a part of that drama, I've seen it firsthand and Mm -hmm. so when i see rory do this stuff 
I'm like, oh, come on. I would never do that to my parents in a million years. But I've seen it done in my family, and it's 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 a very hard thing to go through. Well, and honestly, I don't necessarily blame Rory for this indecision <laughs> or this this horrible decision. It's not an indecision. I blame Richard and Emily for enabling her. I mean, she goes over there. Rory goes over there. She's crying. She's a mess. They just want to make it better because they can. And they're the good guys. I think there's enough blame to go around. <laughs> <laughs> and so Rory, this is like maybe the one good thing that she's got going for her at this moment that makes her feel safe and loved and secure and all that. Okay, maybe this will be okay. I I'll get it together. I have this. Mm-hmm. So as a 19-year-old, she's thinking, well, she's thinking me, 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 for one yeah, thing. But then also, she reached out for help, and she got it. Now, is it the best thing for her? Absolutely not. I completely disagree with it, but this is the kind of drama that Gilmore Girls does. Potentially throwing away an education and defying your mother, your best friend, and siding with grandparents who are just enabling you, who are clearly doing it just to get a better hold in your life and, and get their claws into your life more so than their daughter. It's just a bad situation all around. And after everything that Lorelai has gone through with Emily and Richard over the past year, even the past couple of years, but specifically this year, it's hard to imagine them ever getting back together. Like just ever... like just basically reinstating their relationship. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty tough from here on out. Because what are the two most important relationships in Lorelai's life? It's her daughter and Luke. It is. And Emily tried to sabotage both. Yes. I also want to play the angle of the concerned, well-meaning grandparent because I had wonderful grandparents who would do anything for me if I just asked. A lot of times I didn't, but I knew they would if, if I did, where, you know, they they just want to help. But with the Gilmores, there's another added element of they want to fix the mistake of the family. They want Rory to get back on their track because Lorelai, you know, betrayed them, is not one of them, whatever. She's the black sheep. But Rory, she she is mm-hmm. their hope. She is their pride and joy. And so then the more they can have a hold on her, the better off they are. It's true. You would think, though, with Rory knowing what her mom went through, she would be a little more aware of it, and yet she's falling into these traps hook, line, and sinker. We tackled a lot with Richard and Emily. I mean, like, I guess I mean, we could talk about how they broke up and how they got back together, but... Well, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, it was, uh, that was actually one of those things where I was a little surprised... I was expecting Emily to date around a little bit and enjoy being like a bit of a cougar type, but... Yeah, that, that was weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. Well, and I think maybe that's why they put a stop to it so soon is just maybe the uh, audience reaction wouldn't be so hot because that's not... That's kind of taboo for TV. Hate to say it, right or wrong. It is. But I love that she yeah. tested the waters a little bit and then we find out, oh, she she hated it. You know, she's in tears. She's She still loves Richard. So that was, that was cute, and I loved the whole, you know, taking care of the dog thing, yada, yada. But you totally saw it coming, and so finally, okay, they just, they renewed their vows. Great. My grandparents renewed their vows uh, when they reached their 50th anniversary. Oh, cool. So they never split up or moved into the pool house or anything, 
but it was i remember going through going to a party obviously not that big but you know going to a wedding vow renewal and uh like with like seeing your grandparents go through that like rory saw her grandparents go through that it was it was a lot of fun speaking of which i want to say how adorable is rory in a tuxedo just want (laughs) to put that out there she looks really freaking good yes (laughs) i would dare say better than in a tiara which that's another thing Emily and Richard were doing this season, trying to set up their granddaughter with uh, with good stock. I forgot about that. Yeah, when they when they find out about Dean, leave her the hell alone. Oh my god! And poor Dean, he says something so profound to Luke at some point in the season. I don't remember exactly where, but he's just like, with the Gilmores, you're good for a while and then you're done, and you're not good enough, basically. And then like. Dean just then falls off the face of the earth. Yeah. Do we ever see him again? I'm not going to tell you that. Damn, Come I on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah, yeah, I had to try. You know that. But anyway, yeah, then Dean's just completely out of the picture. His, where he and Rory wreck their ma- or his marriage. And he's going to just work construction for a while and eventually get his own place. Do we, I mean, I want to find out. I mean, he's a Stars Hollow guy. I imagine we're going to see him irregularly throughout. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Now, before we start to wrap up a little bit, what did you think of some of the side characters? What did you think about Suki being pregnant again, Jackson running for office, and and Zach and Lane getting together? What did you think of all that? Um, well, Jackson running for office, that was an interesting episode because I figured... I, I didn't really care too much about who was basically running this town until there was that really poignant moment where Lorelai sees Taylor just yep. sulking, knowing he's going to lose. And I just thought, oh. And then you feel it bad for moment. it. Yeah. was. And so then that made it, that was like the payoff. That really made it worth it, that whole thing. Like, I, I don't care too much about Jackson. He's kind of a two-dimensional character to me. Now, the fact that they had a second child, well, that that's cool. I loved it the way that Suki found out she was pregnant again. That was cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the vasectomy moment more. <laughs> you know what? That is the most unrealistic announcement of a vasectomy ever because the guy he has to go to an examination and Oh, I caught it's a TV I show. I know, but it's wrong. It's 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 all for just comedic effect. Like he can't go under the procedure without his consent for crying out loud. <laughs> nice try, Suki, but I totally get it. What about Zach and Lane? Zach and Lane. Um, you know the the really important thing out of that whole exchange of them getting together was the horrifying moment where I guess it's Lane's horror where her mother's voice is constantly in her, right? And she realizes, I want to wait before I want to, or I want to wait for marriage until I have sex, and like that's a startling revelation to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love the way that was played out. I did because it's like her mom is always kind of haunting her a little bit, just the way that she was brought up and all that. And at the same time, though, it's it's not judgmental. It's just like this is my choice. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. And then how about Lane's mom perking up the band when they are on the verge of breaking up? Now, this was a turning point I was just incredibly tickled to see. Finally, there's something redeeming about Lane's mom because she's not the most likable character. And now finally, she's like, you know, this is your dream. You're not giving up. I'm going to help you. 
make it happen. Yes, they've been through some rough stuff, and yes, she basically abandoned her daughter, but now she is in it. I'm curious to know if this is going to go well or if it's going to fall apart. <laughs> that is interesting. That is, an, I actually, even though this is very much a side storyline and it's not related to the Gilmores anymore, like, or it's very loosely related to the Gilmores, yeah. I enjoy the band storylines. I really dig this. And I, I do too. when it first came around, I never thought that I would. Like, when I first saw it aired, I was like, oh, come on. They don't know what to do with Lane. This is going to be boring. This is going to be a stretch. But it's not at all. It's one of my favorite things. And I really like that Zach and Lane got together. And it's a relationship that I really like to follow. And I, I'm really interested to see what you think of where it goes and how it gets there. That's cool. I'm excited because I think... It's one of my favorite things. That's awesome. That's that's good to know, too, because I'm really excited about where it's going to go. Just watching so far what has happened, all right. It's just all right. But if there's going to be some drama down the road, that's fantastic. And I'm curious to know if basically Lane's mom being their manager for lack of a better term. Like, if she's such a control freak, is she going to do a really good job or a really bad job? Like, are they going to hit the big time? Or is this going to all just explode and they're never going to speak to each other again? <laughs> and also, one thing that I really appreciated, because when I saw this, when I saw the show, I was in high school, early college, and everything like that. Uh -huh. And it was at a time, and it's still this way, where the choice to wait until marriage is not glorified or even shown on screen. And if it is shown on screen, it's done for for joke purposes. It's done to make fun of the person or they do it ironically or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or it's shown almost like as a failing of the character. You know, that's actually, this is something we should touch upon is just there's a lot of sex in this season. Rory is having sex. She's now had sex with two people. Lane is kind of figuring out what, does she want to enter into a sexual relationship or not? What does that mean for her? And then we, meanwhile, we have Paris. <laughs> Just go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, Paris. That, that so figures. Um, <laughs> the whole thing of like the party slash wake, that, that just kind of set it all for Paris this season, I think. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, there, there, there is a lot of sex. And, and there, there always was a lot of sex on the WB that became the CW and everything like that. And there's always, for some reason, a lot of teenage sex, which is really weird that we're in a culture that shows that and fictionalizes that. And Well, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if it's so much of a big deal that it shows that, but it kind of glorifies it. Well, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say is that like okay, we got to make that distinction though. We see these college age people or adult age people pretending to be teenagers, pretending to have sex, and mm -hmm. they're showing it to teenagers, and so they're giving them a false sense of what it's like or what to expect, and, and right or what they should be doing and exactly. Really and I like that they no. showed Lane making that choice and no one's making fun of her for it. And no one is. Yeah. They're not doing it as a joke. It's she was raised that way. She's respecting how she was raised and whether she likes it or not. And it's Exactly. I love that it tortures her. I really do. Just And not because she's choosing not to have sex. It's just a lot of us had to kind of struggle with that. I know I did. Yeah. And I was raised that I was raised closer to the way that Lane was raised than <laughs> I was so, Rory, yeah, at least so, in that regard, I should say, in that, in that kind yeah. of regard. Well, and it's especially good in contrast 
to what Rory's doing, where she tries this quote-unquote casual relationship for a little while, which is what I think a lot of people have the concept of, oh, you're young, you want to experience a lot of things. Maybe you do, but you know what? A casual relationship usually doesn't work. It's not a good idea, and I'm glad Rory picked up on that fairly early on, even if she did have to try it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Like, she tried it, find out that it didn't work out for her, then she moved on, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah, like, I just don't think that suits her at all. I was surprised that she did even try it. I mean, she's a serial monogamist like her mother, so... <laughs> but then again, I mean, like, lots of people, lots of kids, they go to college, they have a freedom. Like, we actually saw that that storyline where she looked after a high school student who was visiting Yale, and the yes. kid just exploded because she had no freedom growing up mm-hmm. and that's what and happens that's what happens to yeah it does happen to a lot of kids they suddenly have all the freedom that they never had and they go crazy and then suddenly it usually lands them in trouble in some respect so wrapping up this was season five we had a lot of back and forth talking about luke lorelei rory logan dean everybody else Emily and Richard. so how would you rank this season so far out of the five seasons that you've seen Ooh, boy, I gotta say, I don't know if I enjoyed season five as much as I have maybe season three and season four. Okay. So I want to say maybe four, three, five, two, one. That's how I'd rank them. Really? You liked the first season the least because you thought it was sitcom-y, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And I feel like season five has a little bit of that going on too. Like there's always a couple of episodes every season that kind of fall into that trap. But I feel like there were even more of those kind of setups. Like when Suki, she's you know confined to bed rest and Luke's got to take over cooking at the inn. And she's, of course, a massive control freak. And she's just, oh, brother, Suki. So what do you hope to see in season six? Ooh, I am looking forward to seeing what happens with Rory. How does she start picking up the pieces? Because one man's opinion even if he's an influential opinion an important person in her life who she values Mm -hmm. and values his opinion clearly can she pick up from that and realize i can show him you know you're young you're eager you have a lot to learn but you shouldn't throw away all of your career aspirations just based on one thing that one person said prove him wrong prove him wrong so i want to see her pick up those pieces, get motivated again, go back to Yale. Because that's what I predict is going to happen. With Luke and Lorelai, I don't think there's going to be a wedding next season. I just know there's going to be drama along the way. I don't know what it is, but you just know it's going to be there. So I fear we're on for a really rocky road with those two. And then with Emily and Richard, I, I don't know. That's a little bit of a question mark at this point because they kind of had their relationship drama this season. What are they going to do now? Well, what do you, this isn't so much what you think is going to happen in season six. It's what you want to happen in season six. So what do you want to see? Well, the two are intertwined. The two are intertwined right now because I've not seen it. So my wish list is a little bit of also what I think is going to happen. All right. So um, what I would like to see uh, and what I hope will happen is that Lane's band gets really big, like too big for its britches. Like they raise to a level of fame that they never thought they would reach and they suddenly have to deal with that. I'd love to see that. I would love to see them make it. It would be amazing. 
All right. Well, I really wish that I could talk about season six with you. I really wish I could tell you what I think of season six because Ugh. I want to tell you so bad. So I just I oh want to have God. it on the table just so we have record of it. What do you th- okay. what do you think my feelings are about season six? Do you think I'm going to love it or do you think I'm going to hate it or do you think I'm going to be indifferent to it? Ooh, good question. I have a feeling it's going to get a little topsy-turvy. And so just throwing out the prediction out there, I'm going to say you don't like it. All right. So we'll find out next Gilmore Girls episode when we talk Gilmore Girls season six. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and downloading. Please make sure to subscribe. As always, if you like what we do, please go to iTunes and give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. Go to thenerdparty.com and all of the other social networks that we mentioned at the top of the show. Shar, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter, and my handle is OhTheProfanity. And I want to throw out to our listeners that we haven't had too many suggestions lately for shows to review not review, but to study the writing thereof or story ideas. I am always itching to hear suggestions, so keep those coming, guys. Absolutely. You can do that by going to thenerdparty.com slash contact, select punch it from the drop-down menu, fill out the form, and it sends an email right to us. Well, Shar, this was a lot of fun. I love that you're into Gilmore Girls. I love that you're going to keep going. (laughs) And uh, next week, I cannot wait to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.